and welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 24th of July, 2023. I'm your host, Ben Ostwick, and I'm joined, as always, by... Who are you? I'm Ed Nightingale. Ed Nightingale, what do you do successfully? What do you do successfully? Not a lot, Um, but I am a video game journalist. You're good at remembering to do a podcast. Yes, because it's late on a Sunday night, and... uh, we haven't we, really done anything all day. Well, we were going to have an early night because we were out last night. So we've been quite hungover today. And then we suddenly realised, oh, it's podcast night. We have to record it. So, yeah, so we, here we are late at night recording it. Yeah, we don't know how long this is going to be. But if you look at it and go, this is unusually short, <laughs> that'll be why. Um, <laughs> but next week will be a bit of a special one. Next week will be slightly delayed by a day or so. Why is that, Ed? Because I was, I wondered for a second what you were alluding to. Um, next, this time next week, I will be on a flight back from Las Vegas because I'm going to the Final Fantasy Fan Fest uh, in Las Vegas, and I am very excited. Exciting times, and mm. you'll be bringing some stuff back for the Calax. Yes, so I'm there obviously to report on it. And whatever they might be announcing, um, I guess there's speculation that there will be whatever the next expansion is. Yeah, I think it's safe um, to say they they seem to do it every what's it, every two years. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, and obviously we had Endwalker last year, mm. so it looks like we might be getting an, uh, you know potentially a new a new um, expansion maybe next year or something. We don't know, so potentially they might be announcing that at. Las Vegas Fan Fest. Mm. So I will be there to report on all of the news from that. But there is also, there are panel talks, there are concerts, there's a piano concert. You're not allowed to record it. They oh. will tell you off if uh, if you record it. Good. Take your Should phone be like away. that with all concerts. <laughs> um, and I presume there will be a lot of merch stalls with things to buy. So I'm going to take a half empty suitcase <laughs> and then probably come back with a load of tat. Great. I mean, yeah. More so for if the Kallax. Kallax is is Final Fantasy themed in future, then you know why. And that's the other thing as well, because next week, um, well, I have actually got a new camera, an extra camera, so that from next week, our podcast will be live. Oh, well, not live. That will be uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you do want to see our faces, or if you like having the podcast on, then maybe you don't use podcast players. I mean, you're going to be listening. If you listen to this, then you will do. Um, but maybe you want to, you know, the visual side of things. We're going to be popping it up on YouTube. So yeah, you'll be able to uh, see our faces if you want. So we're gonna have to actually like wear clothes now. I was gonna say, I mean, I have to put some clothes on. Yeah, great. Oh, we should have just like some podcast clothes that only come on for the podcast, and then we know exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, just like all black or something. Yeah, that's quite a podcasty uh, color thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, uh, so yeah. yeah, so so I will be away from uh, from Thursday to Sunday. So I arrive back in the UK Monday morning UK time after an overnight flight where I will have not slept because I cannot sleep on planes. Yeah, you're going to be really or grumpy. Or anything. Get ready so for the grumpiest podcast ever. I will, well, no, I'll tell you all about FanFest, which will be nice. Uh, hopefully, will be will be nice and fun. But I will have probably not slept on a flight. I will sit and watch lots of films and drink lots of wine. Free wine. Thank you, Virgin. Um, and play some Switch, I'm sure, until the battery runs out. Yeah, two hours in. Yeah, probably. So I guess we'll record that when I'm back on the Monday, but I also might be very jet-lagged and tired and we might postpone it. I don't know. 
Yeah, I imagine it will go live Wednesday morning. Is my guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So no, that I am very, I'm very pleased that you're going, and I'm not jealous at all in the slightest. Of course. I'm very envious. But yes, I will come back and tell you all all about it. Great. And there is the fan fest in London later this year as well. So uh, maybe there'll be a chance uh, for you to go there as well. Maybe. I mean, there's also one next year in Japan, but I don't think I'll get to go to that. Uh, but I think they tend to announce different things at each one. Yeah. So I think in the past, the US one has been like the name of the next expansion. And then Japan, I think, tends to be the sort of final announcement of like release date. Mm. That sort of stuff. Maybe the London one will be a bit more subdued. I feel like we it's need, also closer for us. We do really need to go on a holiday to Japan soon because I think we do. You're going to end up getting sent there by work, and I'll be like, "Oh, we need we need to go and explore it together first. We do. So, well, I don't know if I will. I I think it, you know, there's a chance. I'd like to. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh yeah. I mean, if someone wants to send me to the Tokyo Game Show, I will go. I mean, yes, you will, and I would like to go, but I would I, I don't want to go. We need to go and explore it first. Let's go next year. Sure. Let's plan our holidays on this podcast. Let's get saving and not yeah. buying second cameras. That's true. The second camera wasn't that much. <laughs> it was so I was looking at so I've got a camera, I got my Sony whatever camera, DSLR. DSLR? DLR? That's the train thing. DLR is the train. Uh yeah, whatever it is. I think it's DSLR or something like that. But it's uh or it might just be SLR. The that was like really, really pricey. But I just got this I got the Elgado face cam, which is about, yeah, twenty percent of the price of it. Because I was thinking about, oh, maybe I should get a second one of those. And I'm like, no, actually, no, this is a luxury. <laughs> I do will not uh Spend that much. Also, I can't. So, yeah. But that, uh, hopefully, I mean, you will, obviously, you will see a slight difference in quality. This will be one of them is Elgato, one of them is not. Which but... camera do I get? Well, the way that it's set out right now is actually you get the decent one and I get the meh one, which we will change. We'll just change seats. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see that next week. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, we are both a little bit hungover today because we went out clubbing and for two clubbing? men in there, well, I'm in my... We're I'm 35 30s, thank you very much. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not early 30s anymore. Early 30s, is it okay? Sorry, I saw a shadow and was like, what the fuck? Oh. Sorry, there was a moth. Oh, it's it just a moth. absolutely huge. Not huge, it's just near the light, no, so it's, it's got a really big shadow. Big. Oh, jeez. It's it's just a moth. Go away. Oh, no. I don't like it. We've been See, this will be great for the camera. You're missing out on this. Ben, that is huge. Do you want me to pause the podcast so we can get it? Yes. Right then, okay. <laughs> well, back in a second. Okay, well, I so we're back. Um, ben punched a moth. I didn't punch it. I <laughs> well, I did a little bit, but I was trying to slap slap it. Um, we didn't kill it, and we've we've lost it. So I got a bottle. I had an empty bottle of Coke that I hit like a a baseball bat. It cracked it, and it went down. But I'm not sure exactly where it went. If that suddenly flies up. I'm running out of this room. I feel like it went into your bag. I really hope not. So yeah, there we go. Um, we'll keep you updated. Oh, but there's a moth somewhere and it's either knocked out, it's either dead or it's hiding. It did get a good old crack. You it heard is, it. It is really big. It, it was quite big, yeah. See, you were like, oh, it's just close to the light. No, Ben, that is a very big moth. Okay. Video games. <laughs> yeah, video games. Um, well, oh, we went out clubbing last night. That's what we were talking about. We were, yeah. Um, which, yeah, we're now in our mid-30s. It's uh, Although the place we went to was full of people in their mid-30s. Oh, yeah, slightly older crowd. Ed was very fun. popular. Mm, I wouldn't get that far. Who was the person I turned around who was like, add me on Instagram? No. So, okay, so we were there with our friend um, Juan. Who we will be interviewing for the podcast soon. He is going to join us on the podcast soon. 
and we won't say what now what he does um but yeah we were with him and um basically no there was this other drunk guy who apparently loved kelly clarkson and was singing along to one of her songs that was played um and i was also singing along and they were like oh my god you know the words oh my god you're amazing and i was like i mean it's a kelly clarkson song everyone knows the bloody words well you and say then, everyone and then juan said oh this guy's famous you should follow him to you Oh, he uh, no, to the other guy about me being famous. And I That's was like, true. I mean, I'm not famous at all. And he was like, oh, I need to follow you on Instagram. Um, and I didn't think he would. But then this morning I had a follow. So mm-hmm. he has now followed me on Instagram. Great. Whoever this guy is. A stalker now. Lovely. <laughs> well, you are famous. You have feet, you know, you are on a TikTok or you're on TikToks that have reached like nearly half a million views. That's not being famous. I love that you're, in the, you're eating things on a podcast. That's sorry. <laughs> oh well every, and also I'm wearing my glasses because it's quite late and every time I move a bit there's like the light catches a different bit of it and I'm like is it is it the moth but it's not it's just my <sighs> anyway so I'll that was it. if it's the moth that's why we've both got uh, so well I've got a little bit of a uh, hangover voice um, but yeah it's going to be it's not going to be a super long podcast but we have been playing some games and yeah. one of the games that I've been playing is No Man's Sky ooh so I played No Man the last time I played No Man's Sky was re- literally release day. I think midnight. And like, how long did you play it for? Uh, about eight hours. So I played it for eight, but I played those those eight hours on launch day, like in one day, because I was just hooked. I'm like, this is amazing that you can just go and travel here. And it was just everything that I imagined. You okay? You're still looking for it. Is it still there? Oh. I've just seen it. Where is it? Is it dead? I think so. Good. It's it's between the bag and the plug. Uh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should pause so that we can go and kill it. No, no. It's dead. Is it? I mean, it ain't moving. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Don't call Petter. Um. It was an intruder. Yeah, exactly. You know, stand your ground, America. It's good job we don't have guns. Wow, let's let's not joke let's about not that. Sh- let's not shoot the shoot moths. Um, but where were anyway, we? No Man's Sky. Yeah, sorry, where were we? <laughs> shooting moths. Uh, play Fate Towers. It is it's exactly kind of what I wanted, and it was like my idea of um, you know just exploration. You need to go to you know you can go to any of these planets. You can land wherever you want. There are millions and millions of them, um, and yeah, and you can just do that. But it was always a bit empty. Like, I didn't really understand what I was doing there or, like, what the story was. Yes, you have a question. I do have a question. So I put my hand up. Yeah. I have a question. So I have, like, heard and read a lot about this game. And I know that it was a bit empty at the beginning. Mm. And a lot of things have changed. And it's now become this, you know, huge game. And it's really impressive with the number of planets and the procedure generation and all these things. Mm. What do you actually do? Um, You follow a quest. So you follow quests, and at the moment, I'm. What I think is that you. I think I know what happens at the end, but it might have completely changed. Oh, I think eventually you get to like the center of the universe, mm. and that is the quest. But I cannot tell you what I am doing at the moment. I'm kind of still in tutorial phase. I'm a few hours in. They've started teaching me how to build my own base now, which is something that was not in the like the first iteration of the game so yeah base building is completely new and that's part of the main story now so they've added it in i've got to actually build things 
um, and Why register. would you build a base if you need to explore other planets? Because I'm guessing you can go back to it. And it might be nice. You might, this, whole, this place is really beautiful. I'm going to go and build it. And then you go off on your jolly way. And then maybe in a few months time, you're like, oh, I might go back and go back to my first ever house. It's a bit like Minecraft. What's the point in building a, a house in Minecraft? I mean, don't ask me. Yeah. Um, it's just about exploration and, and yeah, and mining. A lot of mining, a lot of destroying things to get items, and then you just build it. It's a, it's a exploration survival game in space, and I've been playing it on PC, on Steam, and it's not been the best. It's not run, It doesn't run amazingly. I've got a 3080, so it's pretty powerful, but it did shudder a few times, and I know it's kind of procedurally generating, and it's this huge, massive, massive planet, and they have loads of animals, and lots of life, and like even friendly ships flying overhead, which I'm pretty sure is new as well, because there's the thing that was added with the freighters um, update at some point, somebody told me. But like the worlds feel a lot more lived in and a lot more alive, but it does hamper the performance a little bit when there are so many other things you know on the planet. But they look all really weird. They've all got unusual looking like animals and monsters on these uh, on these planets. But like I said, I'm only a few hours in. I'm definitely going to be playing more of it. Uh, playing it on Twitch was really good fun because quite a lot of people who had who were like massive fans of it or wanted to go were and they give back seating. They weren't. I had put it on my I put it on my channel uh, on my uh, channel name. I said that uh, or on my stream title that you know back seating is completely allowed. Someone guy did come in and be like, hey, watch my 10-minute video before you start. And I'm like, no, I'm streaming. I'm not sitting here watching a video or video. That's a bit too much. But I will, you know, if I ask somebody, hey, what should I be doing here? Or and like, oh, yeah, don't build a house. Just build a tiny little house and then move on so you can continue with the quest. That that kind of backseating is fine. So it was, um, it was a fun time, and I'm looking forward to playing some more because I do love like an exploration space game and... I've bounced off Elite, uh, something Star Citizen. We've got Starfield coming up. Wonder what that's going to be like. I suspect very similar to this, but with more of a story. Yeah, more of a story, a more first-person shooter. Mm. Whereas this is is there is there combat in No Man's Sky? Yeah, there's there are enemies in there, but it's not like it's third person. I may, I imagine there is a button to switch it to first person. I I haven't done that. But yeah, it's it's very much kind of explore, but you're only using you're only killing things that are trying to attack you like monsters or yeah, wild animals. And moths. And moths, yeah. But luckily Space I Space moths. If you have a Coke bottle, you can smack it with a like a baseball bat, Great. knock it out. Is, Is there space there? magic? Sorry? Is there space magic? No. Then I'm not interested. No, I don't think you'd like this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would either. No. But it, like it, I've, I've seen it so pretty. many people playing it. I've watched videos mm. about it and thought, I totally get why people would like this. I think the whole thing of procedural generation, the way they use that to create all these different planets, mm. that everyone's story is going to be different. I really I, like mm. that as an idea. But for me personally, I just, I need a quest to get me through. It's also, you can play, I haven't tried any of this yet. You can join co-op. But what you can do, so with the thing is with your base... Is it a back? No, it's just the light's getting brighter. It's because oh. we've got the energy-saving bulbs that just take a while to light up. And we only have two bulbs that work in this room, I've just noticed. Yeah. Um, one thing I did <laughs> notice... really well. So you go to a planet, and then you set a beacon, and then this beacon will say whether you were able to register that location. 
okay. for your for your base? And he goes, yes. And then I realized once you've kind of built your base, you can upload it. Mm. So I believe that means that then other people playing the game when they come across your planet, because it's not going to be, it's not different for everybody. Like all the planets are there. Technically, there is a limitation of number of planets, but it's massive. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if actually you can come across other players. And I think that must be it. Cause, yeah, because I, I kind of registered it. I wonder if that connected it to the internet to make sure nobody else has built a base at that point on that planet, which is, I guess is very, very rare. And then when you click, because once you finish your base, you can upload it. And I, yeah, that makes, that's interesting to see. I wonder if people, yeah, when they do, if they ever came to that planet at that point again, or maybe you can go and, you know, you can get people to go and visit it. I think that might be a bit easier, but they can go and like visit your base. Maybe you need to send people a dream code. It feels a bit like that. <laughs> I might, well, I will build up a base. I'm going to be playing a bit of this off uh, stream as well. I might play a bit on the Steam Deck because I think it is verified on there. Um, I mean, it runs pretty meh on, uh, on my 3080. So I'm not sure how it'll how it will be on the uh, Steam Deck, but you never know. And there is a VR support as well, mm. so I'm interested to see. Maybe it drops the quality down a bit. I, I was on like high, not ultra. Is there crossplay with the PlayStation version? I have no idea, mm. but it's not. It, you can't go to the. I don't think you you can't play two separate instances of the game. Go to the place and then see another person. So I think there's an orb. Someone told me that, like, if you go to the same place where someone else is, there's, like, an orb that goes around. However, you can actually have a multiplayer instance of the game where you invite somebody in. So then you can just walk around and, and kill people, I think. Right. Or you can walk around and explore or whatever. But, yeah, so I, I, I'm going to explore more about it rather than just talk about stuff that's uneducated and ill-informed. I will go and explore. I'll Uneducated explore it myself. and ill-informed are your middle names, Ben. How dare you? <laughs> right. Um, I have played another game, but we'll, let's go on to you and your weekly update of Boring Diablo. Oh, I mean, I am trying to get through it. So I have actually played something else this week, but I can't talk about it. Oh my God, it's still alive! Oh my God, it's still alive! Oh. Ah! Okay, right. We're going to have to pause the podcast for a second. <laughs> And we're back. Um, well, Ed, what's the matter? Can you remove the remains? Oh, no, I mean, there's not remains there. That's just kind of the goo from when I squished it. By the way, thank you very much to Jeff uh, for sending us some sweets and these and the Isle of BB coasters and a lovely thank you card. That that was the closest thing that I could find. So, Jeff, your thank you card um, is now smeared with moth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I put it in the recycling. I mean, moth. Is a moth recyclable? Ask oh, God. I put, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It all just rots into the bottom. Yeah. We just need to rub a bit of water on the uh, goo. I'm so sorry. I just suddenly saw something like moving at the corner of my eye. I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's back from the dead. Yeah. I, I thing is, I didn't think that it would be dead because I just whacked it with a bottle. I kind of knocked it out and stunned it. It's like when a bird flies into a window and just knocks itself out for 20 minutes. And also, the, the, when you were like, oh, it's in between the bag and the, um, and the, whatever it's called. The thing on the socket. floor. The crap. This, yeah. The, okay. What this means, Ben, is that we need to tidy this room. We, it is true. But also, it wasn't there before because I was definitely looking there. Oh. So it must have moved there. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Goodbye, Moth. Yes. Thank you, Thank you for your time. Yes. 
Thank you for uh, a quite unique part to the podcast. Ed, Diablo. So, yes. Yeah, you're playing so a I game you playing, can't talk about. Yeah, playing something else this week that I can't talk about. But you're allowed will to say be... why you're talking, why you can't, why you've been playing it? Well, it's a review. <gasps> Ed's got a review um, coming out. Yes. So it will be um, is it next Starfield? Week. It No. Starfield is not out until September. Well, he might have it early. No, not this early. Is it Spider-Man? I'm sorry. How long do you think reviewers get to play a game? Like two months? No. <laughs> you get two days if you're lucky. Okay. Um, which is hilarious when you get massive RPGs and like I, I'm pretty sure a lot of reviewers did not finish Elden Ring. Let's just say. Oh. Um, I mean that's fairly well known, to be honest. That I think reviewers were literally given a week mm. for Elden Ring, and there's no way you can play that game in a week. I'm not you. Sure. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yes, I have a review out next week. Um. So I've been playing that, but having finished that game. I went back to Diablo because I want to finish it. I've started it. And so I'll finish. So I'll finish it. And I do feel I am... I I, I, I don't want to say the word addicted, but it is a very addictive game by design. And that I actually really don't like. But I feel like the only way to stop that is just to get through it and finish it. Mm. So I am mainlining the main quest... I am now in Act 6. Okay. I think there's 7. I think there's 7 as well. So I'm trying to race through it. It's it's fine. You run around mindlessly. You press some buttons and stuff happens. Um, and like today, when I'm sat there with a hangover, yeah. and I don't really want to think about anything, it's actually quite, quite a good game for that. But if I want something a bit more in depth with some decent storytelling, then this is not that game. No. So it's fine. I just, I just want to get through it basically at this point, just to say, do you know what? I gave it a go. I finished it, and now I can put it down. There. This week the new season started. I do not have the battle pass. I don't intend to buy the season. I don't quite know what's in it because that was announced. A while ago and I didn't bother to read mm. but I knew I didn't really want to do it anyway so I'm not entirely sure what's in the season I know that you have to create a new character so you can't continue with your character you have to make a new one yeah and sort of level up again which I mean it's specific to the season so mm. I think it's fine but it's just if you become attached to your one character you have to start again with something else and there are so many little things like that that Blizzard have done with Diablo that to me make it obvious that they are not creating this game for you as a player to enjoy a story and appreciate it. They are creating this game with systems in mind so that you will play through the systems and get as much out of the content, mm. hashtag content. And that for me, I just find really cynical. Um, the way that they've made this game is just that you're never quite powerful enough. So you just want to keep playing it and keep playing it. And you want to get to level 100 or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, oh, I'll just keep playing this and I'll just get a little bit more experience and I maybe get some better loot and then maybe I'll just do this one quest. That's the loot and shooter. It just, it just keeps looter. you in it when I really don't want to be in it because I'd like to go and play something better that I actually like. But instead, here I am playing this game. This this sounds yeah I'm getting Destiny vibes yeah <laughs> completely completely it is the looter game where it's yeah just get seeing those numbers going up yeah. that's what you're doing it for 
and slightly nicer loot, a nicer looking armor. However, but yes, because this season started this week, I think a lot of people have suddenly at once come back to the game. So I've been playing it on PlayStation. I don't know what it's like on PC, but the servers are pretty balked. Um, it's really annoying. And th this is what I don't like about it being a live service game online, because yeah. for me, I'm playing it on my own. I don't want to play with other people. No offense. I don't want to play with other people. Yeah. I just I did want play to with play with another person once. It was actually great. I'm sure it is. Because they just carried me through it. But I don't... See, I don't want to be carried through. I like the... This is why I don't summon people in Souls games. Like, I want the satisfaction of doing it myself. Are you saying that people that summon in others are not properly finishing the game? I'm, no, I'm not saying that. If wow. that's how you want to play it, then go ahead and do it. Because that's part of the game and that's totally you say valid. it's cheating? It's just not how I particularly want to play it myself. Because you think it's cheating? I, it's not because I think it's cheating. Does it, would it feel like Stop cheating? Words would it feel like cheating me? for you? For me, yeah. I would feel like I'm cheating, yes. Wow, okay. But if somebody else wants to do that, then that's on them. Like, it, yeah. it's just yeah. a different way of playing it. Yeah. So, with Diablo... I see you giggling. <laughs> um, with Diablo, like, I would much rather just play it myself as a solo game to get through the story, because that's how I want to play it. I don't need to be online for that. But it forces you to be online, and then when there's a million and one other people playing it, the like, suddenly there's tons of lag. And I'm pressing buttons and stuff isn't happening. And then it suddenly catches up and it's just, I had to stop playing it. It was unplayable yesterday. Um, oh, the weekend because so many people were playing it. And funny enough, it was fine in the morning. And then when I played it in the afternoon, when America woke up, suddenly there was a flood of loads more people because it's very popular in America. So I, I had to stop playing it. And I did actually go and play some Zelda instead. Okay, good. Which was I, fun. Yeah, I need to start playing some of the I need to start playing more of uh, Dave the Diver. Start playing more of. Yeah, like probably get back into the habit because I'm loving that. Yeah. But there is another game that we have just started literally mm. about an hour and a half ago. And that's one of the reasons why we re we're recording this quite late is we, we had started it and I was like, oh, damn, we need to do the podcast. Well, you said, well, damn, we need to do the podcast. And I'm like, mm, let's play this for a little bit first because then we can talk about it. And I want you to tell me your thoughts on it because I have played this game for quite a few, I've, for a fair few hours before, maybe about 12, 15 hours. Um, I really enjoyed it. But well, I'll let you talk about this game. So it's Divinity Original Sin 2. Yes. Or is it Divinity 2 Original Sin? Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay, there we go. Yeah, clearly I know the name of the game. So We're really an hour in. It's a game that I bought ages ago on PC thinking, I'd really like to give this a go, and I just never did. And then you have explained that you can play it split screen on a console, and then we can play it through together. I didn't realise that, actually. I thought it was maybe all, all on one screen, and maybe it, zoom, it zooms out or something, or you can only be in well, certain areas. But it what actually I mean is, is you can play a co-op yeah, as well. But it is, yeah, you can do couch co-op split screen, which is a novelty. Yeah, and so it's kind of become a bit of, or will become a bit of a date night thing for us, I think. Mm. Sort of once a week, we'll play it for a couple of hours in an evening, continue the story. So I now feel like I wasted my money on Steam, but you know, that's the Steam sale for you. You go and you buy a load of things oh my God, and then you, you feel, don't play them If you feel years. bad about a game that you bought on the Steam sale and didn't play, then you, everybody in the world that yeah. has Steam feels incredibly guilty. Yeah. So, so part of the reason I'm, I'm excited to play it now is because it's developed by Larian and they are making Baldur's Gate 3, which mm. comes out next month. And I've been reading about that thinking, this looks really fun. And like a game that I definitely want to play, even though there are way too many RPGs this year. But I've never played a Baldur's Gate game and I've never played a Larian game. So for me, this is a really nice introduction into this world. 
And obviously, Baldur's Gate and Divinity as well is based on D and D. Um, oh yeah, this is very much D and D. I mean, I know gameplay wise it is, but like, is it in? Because I know Baldur's Gate is a place in the world of D and D. Oh god, I don't know. I should search. I don't, I'll, know, I'll about, look. I don't oh. know about original Divinity specifically. Yeah. Um, but yes, like yeah, gameplay wise, it is very much um, role playing, turn based. No, it's not. So Though it is, it is inspired by D and D. Okay, well there you go. So I that's the thing that, that I mean. That is about the limit of my D and D knowledge. So yeah, I uh, yes, know... that's inspired by. But Baldur's Gate Three is based on D and D. Yes, exactly. exactly. So I don't know a lot about these games, about this world, how it works, and I know that for years these sorts of games have been super popular on PC, and it's just never been my thing. My thing was console RPGs, i.e., Final Fantasy. Like that was my and and Japanese RPGs. That's very much what I've played more than the sort of Western D and D role playing games. So this is my introduction to that world. And, I mean, we've played it for an hour. So far, I'm enjoying it. What I think my favourite thing about it is the way that it's narrated. So it's as if there is a narrator in the game explaining your choices, yeah. um, explaining, um, or people like narrating the story, doing the voices, all that sort of stuff. So it feels like you are in a D&D session with a dungeon master or games master, however you say it. Um, who is who is leading it? And I really like that aspect of it. He's um, got a great voice. Yeah, it's that it's that sort of second person mm. perspective you that is not here. used very often, apart yeah. from in role playing games. It's one of the things I really liked about Citizen Sleeper, and the writing of Citizen Sleeper is in that kind of that kind of style of you do this, you do that, and you it really puts the you magister and look into their eyes, yeah, the faint glimmer of light shines from one of its freckles i don't know how does a freckle glimmer with light it, magic sure so to me that that just feels very D D to have yeah. that perspective so i really like the writing i can see how the combat is going to be quite intricate once we do more of it and get used to it i will say it's quite awkward playing on a console yeah at the moment <laughs> it's it clearly is, yeah. a game for a mouse to click on so it feels a bit awkward playing it with a controller. And because there are two of us sort of taking it in turns to do things and we're both, you've got your side of the screen. So you're wandering around doing your own thing. But then if you're in a conversation, then I want to watch your conversation rather than do my own thing. Yeah, but even if you're playing on the, the, the so I have played a bit online before. I've, I've, I've sat at this game about five times um, and one of them was with other people. And I've, if I remember rightly, they can have conversations in the in like another part of, an area and you can't even it doesn't even appear on your screen mm. so you can miss that entire conversation because somebody else is having that conversation which again is quite a D thing i think yeah. because when you're in a group you can go off with the mm. is it games masters i was uh, dm gm yeah i feel like yeah. they're, they're pretty much the same right i have no idea anyway, you can you can take them to the side and say hey my character wants to do this boom 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 so you is can DM, have your little interact you know little interactions is dm for dnd and gm for like general ttrpgs maybe i, don't, I guess yeah. i don't know um <laughs> clearly we are both experts here yeah so it feels a little bit clunky to play it on a console and i feel like it's going to take us a very long time to play through this game because it's a super long rpg anyway and then we're kind of very slowly going through it because it's just easier when it, when you're on your own you can quickly read stuff mm. you're not waiting for the other person so it's going to take us a while but like i'm fine with that it's a nice thing for us to do and we can take our yeah. time with it and not rush there is a really pissing annoying glitch though um yes 
So on my side, it's, yeah, it's whenever anything pops up, so whenever any tip comes up, which is going to be quite often, another tip comes up over the top of it saying like, uh, kind of press triangle and register this skill on this thing. And it just doesn't, it goes over the top of anything else that it said. So any other, like any other, um, uh, yeah, tutorial thing that pops up this just covers it and won't go away until you've got rid of the thing behind it. So it's just, it's constantly on the screen whenever you've got any tutorial up. And I had a look online and there were still people like asking 42 days ago on Reddit saying, has anyone, has, did they ever fix it? And apparently not. And it's a, it's a split screen glitch, apparently. That's very annoying. I'm hoping that maybe if, maybe if we load up the game as a single, like with no and then save it separately. I don't know. There'll be a couple of things well, I can try. The alternative thing we can do, because we are very lucky and we have two PS5s, um, one of us could sit in this room and one in the other room, and we could actually play online on different screens. That's not really date night, is it, if we have to sit in different rooms? Well, there is that. We can just shout, like, <laughs> down the corridor. No. So this... we could do that if, if we needed to. Yeah, but I don't know. I think what would be, like, before that would be just one of us plays it and the other person chills mm. just watches but this has got me more excited about Baldur's gate 3 yeah which, me too which I, I really want to play it because i want to try it and again there's the journalist of me that is you know i should you know if i'm going to be reporting on this game particularly potentially with news it's always nice to actually play it and have some experience of it um i also have been reading about the character creator in Baldur's gate 3 which is very detailed to the point of genitalia uh, oh. similar to cyberpunk yeah which does have a very detailed character creator although they got some things wrong and i think from what i understand about borders gate 3 it is much more inclusive and i really like that also the reason that they've decided on genitalia is because they were creating underwear for your character and they decided well what goes under the underwear then we better mold it and create it which means that you can then take off the underwear and just walk around butt naked so I am very much looking forward to spending hours in the character creator of Baldur's Gate 3 and then just playing the entire game naked. I, I remember Conan. Game. I bet. <laughs> uh, I bet Conan was the first one, I think. I that remember I did that, that. Yeah. And yeah, you had the dong slider. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, well, they're the games that we've been playing this week. What have the community been playing, Ed? Well, my phone's out of battery, but if you want to get up oh. on the PC... Then we can go. You got the Discord. mouse. Oh, it's oh, I've got the mouse. Actually, no, I'll do it. You go. You go talk. What else have you been playing? Tell well, us I'm about Marvel just, Snap. I'm gonna just lean forward so I'm closer to the screen. Yeah. Uh, tell us about Marvel Snap. Um, well, I bought quite a good card. Is it Modoc? Yes, you Modoc. bought it. Well, as in using my points or oh, did up. you? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. No, it no, came. I didn't spend real money on it. No, I mean like you bought. I didn't realize it was in the token shop. Yes, it was a token shop one. So I thought, oh, that's meant to be a good card. I'll get that. So that was nice. And I've gone back to my discard deck mm. because Galactus is just too situational and um, it's quite tricky to use it effectively. So yeah. my troll deck is no more and we're back on the discard deck. Right. Here we go. What have people have been playing? Well, we are starting off with Moni. Money, Moni. Moni. Does stuff. Mm. Today I finished Dordonia. And finished a game? I know. But did Moni kill someone? Probably. Let's find out. It's cute and really beautiful, but I have a serious lack of things. P 
patience for one. I think because it's such an artsy game that makes it quite tricky to navigate through it. And they just make you walk so damn slowly. And it was killing me. There's lots of ease. It's about four hours long. I guess if you're a completionist, you can get more out of it. And it's cute and lovely. But I still have so many questions concerning the story. I think while the ending was lovely as a standalone thing with the intended message, I still would have liked to have known more details about the rest of the story they've been trying to tell me the last three hours and 55 minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because I've uh, I've seen it and it looked quite nice, watercolours. Yeah, I watched Monty play a bit of it. Um, I was lurking whilst working. And Shirking. I've seen trailers for this game and it's the, the art style is that it's, like you say, it's all watercolour but come to life and it looks stunning, but I know nothing about the actual story of what you do really. So it looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wibble, I have really only been playing Minecraft. I started a new survival adventure on a private self-hosted instance. I don't know what that means, but okay. uh, and it's a single player. Great. And it's, ama- oh, that's, that's more for me. And it's amazing how much I've, uh, how much I've both learned and forgotten playing on an SMP server where other people also provide farms and materials and you can basically just be creative i was lucky with the seed seed is so every world has a seed and that if you type that seed in it will create that entire map so mr wibble has a good seed good to know very good yeah uh with the world with the world spawn in a savannah village so some quick upgrades while you loot their chests massive cave systems nearby and quite a bit of iron not too far off to boost myself that's new new stuff Okay. As one should, I built an iron farm to take care of that problem, and I'm now exploring the cave system for diamonds and redstone, stuff to help me with automation. After that, who knows, I guess we'll have to find our way into the nether. I'm sure Ben can explain the intricacies I was about of my to say. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say what Mr. Wow, how, I feel seen. I feel seen. I was like, I can see why Mr. Wibble's explaining things quite simply. Nether is the... <laughs> do you know what the nether is? Isn't that in the middle of the world we have to get to? No, it's like a, an alt dimension oh there you go what's in the center of the world i don't know isn't there somewhere that you dig too deep and then no okay fine <laughs> i clearly i know a lot about minecraft yamano they begin i've been playing a ton of Final fantasy 14 because i've been trying to get my gear to level 640 640 high level so it's like the uh um, oh, the item level yeah the item got level. yeah Sorry, it's a slight distance and I'm also tired. Uh, for the patch 6.4 stuff that I still have to do and need to do before the fan fest in Vegas. I know I need to catch up. Mm-mm. I feel very behind. Me so too. having said that, did you know that the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV has a free trial and includes the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward expansion up to level 60 with no restrictions on playtime? Sign up and enjoy Aeosia today. Sorry, not sorry. They need to pay us for this... Uh... You know, promotion. Yeah, they should. Debs, in another attempt to play my backlog, I started, continued, with Frog Detective 2. Oh, great game. I think later on, um, Debs actually said that uh, she finished it. Okay, good. I I am beginning to really enjoy the storyline in this game, as they are quite simple and fun games to complete. The storyline makes me giggle. It has a weird but fun art style, but the music uh, the music is great, and the games are simple enough to complete in one sitting, as you know, Ben. I do. I even went back being the achievement hunter that I am to get all the achievements in the game. Frog Detective 3 will certainly be played sooner rather than later. It's interesting because the first game's like 45 minutes. The second game took me like an hour. And then the third one was like three hours. Nice. 
I need to play these at some point. They're great. I, really do. I also played the demo of Lakeburg Legacies, which I've heard of. Oh yeah, three this out of five a, from Eurogamer. It was. This is a dating type story-based game set in the mid-century, and you have to set up couples based on their likes and dislikes. It is mainly a point-and-click game, and you start off with a suitor, mm-hmm. and you have to find him or her a match. Send them on a first date, answer three questions, which determines the outcome of the date. If you are successful, they get married. You move them into a house. Can you make them bang? I hope so. Give them a job, and before you know it, a baby's born. But do you make them bang? Hi. How is the baby born? I don't know. Lakeburg Legacy sounds like quite a middle-class game, so there's probably no banging. That's a shame. You can then repeat the process and add more families and build more buildings in your town. I didn't get too far into the demo, but from what I've read, it seems to be quite an extensive demo, giving you a good idea of how the game progresses. The reviews on Steam are still mixed, as a lot of people say it does get a bit repetitive. The game is currently on sale for a bit under $20. I think it's a game that I would still want to get till it has a better discount. Nice. Chaddy's been doing a lot of long ones this week, so um, there we go. Uh, Played more Dave the Diver and a few games on the Switch, in particular continuing with Crash 4. Both fun games and different in their own ways. Nice. Gemma is back on Overcooked, but now the first one. It's so much harder than Overcooked 2, but I don't know if that's because I played 2 first. It's a lot of fun, but I do think the better version is 2. Yeah, I think I don't think I've played Overcooked 2, actually. But mm. one I did find quite hard. Oh, yeah, it was just a bit of goofing around with somebody, with friends, and then kind of... I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Mm. Yeah. Michael, this week I have left Rigid Force behind. That's a shame. In search of something meatier. Oh, wow. Tell us more, Michael. Instead, I gave in to the pressure and bought Final Fantasy Turn this into a bloody carry-on film. Sorry. Uh, Michael came into the pressure and bought 16. I've not had a lot of time with the game yet, but so uh, I am enjoying the story and the characters, but the combat feels a bit hollow at the moment. It's all just hit a button four times to repeat the same combo, and eventually you can do a cool special move. I'm sure this will get better as I advance through the game, but it's quite basic to begin with when compared to other action games, which is clear, which it clearly draws inspiration from. Yes. I will say it doles out abilities quite slowly. But then once you get them, you can start linking them together, and then that's where it gets really fun. So stick with it. It will yeah. be there. Elsewhere, I've been playing Might and Magic Clash of Heroes on Switch. This is a classic DS game which has been given new life once before already. And is once again being remastered once. Once more. Okay. There's it's been remastered words. a lot. There's a lot of words in that sentence. Yeah. Uh, it is so deserved, however, because it is so good. I have heard good things about this game. The plot characters set dressing are all derivative and forgettable, but the gameplay itself is just chef's kiss. It's an initially simple game, but it draws you with its layers of strategy, just like chess. It's a great fit for Switch, and I will undoubtedly sink hundreds of hours into this again, playing with my partner in the versus mode. The divorce papers are ready and waiting to be signed. Uh Uh-oh. Nice. Clues has been playing Coral Island. Because a few people started playing Stardew again, I decided to try Coral Island. I feel that it might be to Stardew like Octopath Traveler and Octopath Traveler 2. Sure. Um, I don't know. I see what you mean. As in, it's more but the same. As a Southeast Asian myself, the little nods to the various heritages and cultures, the ancient Indonesian frescoes, those monkeys everywhere, it just feels homely Hmm. and has so much heart and love by a team that clearly cherish their own culture. It is a love letter to Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, as well as a love letter to the Indonesian heritage. The full release apparently is not until 24, but I am playing it slowly and enjoying every moment of it. 
Yeah, I mean, when this comes out as 1.0, I have no doubt in my mind that this will be the best one of those. Um, I, I've said this a million times before, but playing it, um, everything that they've released and in like is in the game is great, but there's certain things that's like, this will be in the main release, this will be in the main release. And I'm like, well, I will wait for the main release then. Yeah, that's fair. But what they do have there, they have an amazing potential. Um, and I, yeah, I really can't wait to play it. Nice. 1.0. But yeah, that was it. That's what people yeah. have been playing. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you stick around in Discord for the question of the day at some point this week. Is Thursdays? I'm not sure. Check out. Check it out. Yeah. But um, also inbox, by the way. So any inbox questions, which is our bite-sized uh, Q&A podcast, that one you can ask whenever. Um, I think we will probably still have a question of the day. I'm, I'm not sure. But we do have a channel in the Discord. Discord.gg slash biggestbenus. That's discord.gg slash biggestbenus. Um, go into the inbox channel and you can just like leave a question there. Cool. Nice. Do you want to start at the other end? All right. So, what's in the news this week? Mm-hmm. Let's check out the headlines. So, the UK games industry has done something good this week. Wow. And it has come up with some new industry guidelines around in-game loot boxes, which has been a massive topic for a few years because basically a lot of governments, particularly in Europe, believe that loot boxes are basically gambling, which they are. And they're used a lot in games that children play, and then they spend far too much money on their parents' credit cards, and it's not mm-hmm. good. The way loot boxes work, a lot of the time, is that you buy a loot box, but you don't know what's in it, and it's randomized, and then you don't get what you want, so you buy another one, and then you just keep going and going and going and spending too much money. Mm. And Yuki, which is the UK Games Industries Trade Association, has, alongside the government, unveiled 11 new principles, which I won't go through because... Individually, they're not that exciting, but it's essentially things like um, flagging the existence of loot boxes in games, um, a clear list of probability so that you know what you're going to get, and also like an easy refund policy. So if you buy one accidentally, you can then get refunded on it. So there are all these principles. It looks like they're going to take it a lot more seriously. Now, this sort of thing has come up in other countries before. Uh, Belgium is one of the main ones, but there was a study done, I think it was last summer, that showed that This was put into practice a couple of years ago in Belgium and a couple of years later, it's not really being enforced. Mm. So how much this actually makes a difference, we will have to wait and see. But it's nice that the UK games industry is doing this and hopefully other industries are going to start or other countries are going to start following. And uh, hopefully we can just sort out loot boxes because it is a bit of a mess. Apparently all the comments on Eurogamer said, oh, this is nothing. It's just lots of buzzwords without any meaning. Well, that's the thing. Like, they can put this together, but it is guidelines. So how do you enforce that? Mm. Um, and that's the real question. Hmm. Interesting. Pikmin 4, that came out this week. It did. Got very good reviews. It did. I've never played Pikmin. So I've played a bit of Pikmin 2. I have it on the GameCube. What is it? So it's kind of a strategy game, but in a very simple Nintendo-y kind of way, mm. where it's also kind of a puzzle game at the same same time essentially it's top-down view the idea is that you're the sort of you're playing as like a miniature spaceman on a on an alien planet in inverted commas which is clearly earth mm. but it's not called earth and it's sort of oversized a bit what uh, what's that um obsidian game 
where you're with all the insects and stuff all oversized. In the oh, garden. um, grounded. Yeah, it's kind of got a bit of that vibe to it. All right. So the idea is it's it was inspired by Shigeru Shigeru Miyamoto in his garden, like gardening and looking at insects, basically, mm. uh, or something like that. So you play as this little spaceman and you run around and you have to explore this area. And to do that, you use Pikmin. And Pikmin come in different colours that have different abilities. So you get red ones, which are good at fighting, and they are invulnerable to fire. You have the yellow ones that are invulnerable to electricity. You've got the blue ones that can go in water. And so you have to explore. And the more you explore, you find treasures. And you bring the treasures and fruit and, and vegetables and other bits and pieces. You bring it back to your onion and the onion then sprouts more Pikmin so that then you've got more Pikmin to play with to carry bigger treasures and access new areas. Mm. So the world is sort of in different areas. So like maybe there's a big pool of water that you can't cross. So you have to basically discover the blue Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Pikmin, mm. um, sprout more of them to get across the area and solve more puzzles. Um, but you kind of throw the Pikmin at things okay. and then whistle to like get them back. So it's kind of like you're sending them out on orders to like gather resources mm. and fight things. So it's kind of a strategy game, but in it a very Nintendo-y like kind of way. Something I would probably enjoy. Yeah. It, it is genuinely really, really fun. The first game was a launch game for the GameCube and it was notoriously really, really short. Mm. But it's because they had a time limit. So the whole game had to be completed in three days or, or something like that. But like in-game days, okay, not actual days. But I think the whole game was literally about six hours or something, which okay. is fairly short. And I remember at the time, reviews were like, this is great, but it's really short. Pikmin 2 was longer. It had a time limit, I think, still. Mm. But they had dungeons and loads of other stuff. The third game came out on the Wii U and you had to control multiple characters. So it was a bit more complicated and people didn't like it as much. Now you've got four, which from the reviews seems to be kind of the best of all of those games put together. And it's kind of the best of the series so far. Good. And also there's a cute dog, but the dog doesn't have a nose and it looks really weird. <laughs> anyway, that's Pikmin. Um, it looks really fun. I'm really tempted to play the new one because yeah. I think it looks really fun. But with a lot of recent Nintendo games, Nintendo's own games, they have been releasing a series of interviews called Ask the Developer. So they had it for Fire Emblem. They had it for other recent games and they talk a lot about the series and development and little little tidbits of information and so they've had one for pikmin and they've talked a little bit about some of the early designs for pikmin because pikmin are sort of little flower people with flowers on their heads hmm. and they're you know some of them have a bud or a full flower or a leaf and you know they're very cute looking but one of the original designs was that they actually had ai chips in their heads hmm. and you would basically sort of customize the chip on their head and they had male and female versions um of the pikmin which with like different colored chips in their head oh which is just really weird yeah so it's quite a weird cute little design you can see it there in the oh picture. yeah that's weird you can't see it at home male is blue um, and female is pink apparently because of course yeah i mean that's back in the day but then there's another piece of concept art where actually they were really inspired by tim burton of all things Okay. So when you see Pikmin, you're thinking, oh, this is really cute and cuddly and colourful and lovely. Yeah. But actually, originally they were really um, inspired by Tim Burton in this sort of weird, creepy nightmare version, which mm. is just really interesting when you read these sorts of things to see where they came from mm. and, and what the design process is and, and what a game could have been. 
One of the top comments on the Pikmin thing says, thank fuck they ditched the microchip brain angle. It's conflicting enough throwing their gullible sweet asses to violent death all the time. The vaguest hint of assumed consent does make a difference for frivolous genocidal sacrifice in the pursuit of playing video game good. So do you do you sacrifice a lot to the Pikmin? Well, because you don't control them directly. You just throw them at enemies. Okay. And so I think a lot of the bosses, for instance, are quite puzzly in that you have to use the right type of Pokemon, throw it at Pikmin. the right... Did I say Pokemon again? Yeah. It just keeps happening. Why are they called Pikmin? Because they're like little men and you pick them. Oh. Because you literally pick them from the ground. Okay. I, I guess. I actually don't know. I'm making that up. Um... So you have to throw them at enemies, but the right part of the enemy at the right time. So for instance, I remember one of the enemies is a sort of big slug thing that rolls. So if you throw the Pikmin at the wrong time, it rolls and squashes them all and then oh. they all die. Um, the new game has a rewind feature. So if you screw up, you can then rewind by 30 seconds to like okay. save them and carry on, which is quite nice. But yes, because you don't direct them uh, you just direct them, you don't control mm. them. So you just have to throw them and then they start bashing their heads to hit things, but they get thrown off and they die. So you have to make more. Yeah. It's cool. fun. All right. Uh, right. The latest in the Microsoft yeah. Activision Blizzard merger that is just an ongoing saga. 10 seconds. It is going to continue until October. So okay, the brilliant. deadline was July for them to get this sorted. But because they are now working with the CMA in the UK, because the CMA blocked it, they're now trying to come up with some new things around cloud gaming to try and get it through. So they now have a new deadline of October in order to try and make that happen. So unfortunately, we're going to be stuck with this for, for another few months. All right. Well, hopefully there are not too many more articles. Maybe we'll just oh, we'll skip it for a bit. All right. Just find well, it. it's it's big industry news. When there's major, like a big thing in news, I'll let you know. That's Thank a you. big one because it's extending. Okay. Great. We only like big ones here. Only big ones. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of big ones... Uh, we had a trailer this week for Spider-Man 2, which is only a couple of minutes long, but it's a story trailer and shows off quite a lot of stuff. It makes me more excited than the gameplay trailer, actually. Really? Yeah. The gameplay trailer was good, but it kind of was like, eh, man, man, it looks all right. It looks like more Spider-Man. But this is like, ooh, this is a new story. So it's, you know, it's something different. I think the Spider-Man games, the, what they do best is swinging a spider-man yeah. around the city like that just feels great we love swinging we do well no we don't um <laughs> but i think that actually the story and the characterization is really well done when the open world stuff is a bit typical collecting opening mm. world stuff but they're really good at like making the cutscenes and the characters and all that kind of stuff so seeing that come out in a story trailer is really fun yeah and a lot of people are speculating about who is venom who are the who are the bad guys in this? Which which bad guys are coming back? There's a lot of stuff. So if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. It's going to be a big yeah. game this year. I watched it very very late at night, I think, and then I yes, because it was like at midnight it released, and then I remember yeah. watching it. Then went to sleep, and I, I remember watching it going like that was amazing. Went to sleep, woke up, and had totally forgotten about it. And I'm like, you know what? That's good. Well, I don't want to go was, watch it and spoil anything. It was San Diego Comic Con this week uh, and so that's why this was shown in time for comic i definitely want to go i'm going to anybody follow me on uh twitch i will be playing through both spider-man's uh games spider-men yeah they are officially spider-men when there's more than one are they yeah. okay yeah spider people i will be uh <laughs> playing through those two story and i'll stick it up on youtube as well because it'll be a fun to play be fair, through. it should be spider people because 
when you're talking about into the Spider Verse, mm, oh yeah, it's still the Spider Men. But then you've got Gwen Stacy. But who some is of the not, not even. Man. I mean, the Spider Ham as well, isn't there? Well, yeah, exactly. Is spider, spider things. Dog? Spider things. I don't know. There should just be spider people. Spider things. All that. Yeah. Yeah. Spiders. And then the last bit of news, which is uh, which is from earlier today. I haven't seen this. No. So Project PlayStation's Project Q has leaked. Now, this was shown at the showcase a couple of months ago, mm. and it's their little handheld thing, which means that you can play PlayStation 5 games on a handheld screen I cannot via wait the cloud for connected to your console. I think maybe you alone. Uh, but it oh. has leaked, so there are no, now pictures like, of it out in the wild. You know, like... Handheld gaming, I pretty much only ever play in bed. So being able to play a PlayStation game in bed, getting trophies. See, I'm trying not to play games in bed because I feel like, you know, I, I don't want to associate the bed with playing games. I want to associate the bed with sleeping and, and reading and ASMR videos and fucking so <laughs> so I don't want to sit and play games in bed because then that's not relaxing and that's going to keep me up. Yeah. But that's... you apparently want to sit and play Project Q in bed. I do, yeah. Well, it'll make a change from Marvel Snap. Yeah. What do you think of these pictures, Ben? Uh, this is the first time I'm looking at them. I thought we'd already see... Oh, these are the pictures. Yes. I mean, it's a terrible screen protector. Who the hell put that screen protector on? Yeah, well, well I... I don't know if it's a screen protector or, you know, when you first buy something and it's got the protective film uh, that you're yeah. meant to take off. I think it's that. Well, it's got more bubbles in it than a freaking soda stream. Yeah, it's not but, done well. Yeah, it looks not fine. I don't know. This is the first time looking at it. I mean, it's, it's got a touch screen for the menus of the, or the videos that are floating around oh, are all in Japanese. Screen. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that'll put an so extra bit of money on the someone, price of it. Won't? Yeah. You can see someone going through the menus. Yeah. You know, when it comes to like a handheld, they're not going to release a new Vita PSP type thing. This this is fine. And it, this kind of takes away the... I mean, obviously you're going to have to be at home when you're playing it because it's over Wi-Fi or whatever. Or can you play it? Can you play streaming games on it? I wonder. I am, I'm not sure. Like, yeah. Because it has to be connected to your console. So I, I mm. think it just does what your console does. Okay. Because it's obviously... It's not going to be taking anything from the Switch in that regards where you can play it docked or you can play it handheld, but it does give you the option to play if somebody's using the TV or if somebody's, or if you're wanting to just hang out in a different room or something for a bit. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I will get it unless it's like £400. Um, it will be. Really? It's going to be expensive. I don't know if it will. I mean, it is literally an iPad and with a controller, a DualSense controller around it. But, but it's all streamed. It's just like it's just a screen, isn't it? But it's going to be a really fancy OLED screen, and it's touch. Is it screen. OLED? It probably. I don't think it. I thought it wasn't. Is it not? I didn't think it was. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this being Sony, like with the PSVR, it's going to be like top of the range kit that's really expensive. I'm because I feel like mm. Sony is positioning itself as they say it's for the players, mm. but really it's for the players with money. Yeah. I um I mean I will be intrigued to see how much it is. I think maybe like two fifty max. Um, but I'm it's a weird looking thing I gotta say. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it is OLED. But we will see when it comes out. Um, mm. but yeah, it looks a bit. Something's like oh, it looks horrible. But I mean, you're just there to look at the screen and hold it. And it's got. I like the fact that it's pretty much a controller as well. 
yeah, they've literally split a dual sense in half. Yeah, and, and put it's a screen between, and it's not horrible kind of like touch screen controls or I mean, you know, like when you're playing a, a game and it's you, you've got buttons to press on the screen at the same time, you actually do have a controller, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm looking, and it's got nice ergonomics, I guess, for the controller. It will feel lovely in the hand. It certainly will in the bed. Um, yeah. I am intrigued to see it, and I'm looking forward to it. There we go. That's Project Q, everybody. Yeah. And that was the headlines for this week. That was week. the headlines, and that is the end of the podcast. Look at that. We've done over an hour. Ah. Hmm. And half of that was us chasing With a moth. Mothgate. Yeah, Mothgate. Ed, thank you very much for watching, by the way. Uh, for li- uh, watching. You say this every time. Well, I can actually say this next time, because we'll hopefully have the cameras all, all right, set up. All but right. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening to our final audio-only podcast for, well, I don't know if it'll be the I'm final I'm sure we'll ever. do more. Yeah. And Inbox is still audio only. That's true. So yeah, ignore that. Um, but yeah, sorry if we're a little bit low energy today. I Well, I think you're not. I am, I'm definitely slightly hungover and incredibly tired. But uh, oh, I'm also very tired. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be... My cr- feet definitely hurt from all the uh, all the dancing last night. And you, Even Ben was dancing last night. I have ha- I had had... Ben s- is very much a stand on the dance floor with a drink and sort of bob a little bit. And you were actually dancing. I had had a lot moving. of gin and tonic. Mm. And gin. So basically, tequila makes you bottom. Yes. And gin makes you dance. Well, I, if I've had... Fair I bit. know which of those I'd rather you drank. Yeah. Gin. Gin, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that. Um, all right, well, th- Ed, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitch, on Twitter, on Insta, on threads, all of the things... At Ed underscore Knights. Not on threads. Oh, wait, no, what's the one? No, it's Blue Sky. You're just Blue Ed Sky Knights. is Ed yeah. Knights, yeah. I'm Biggest well. Benus or Biggest Benus 1. Just if you type in Biggest Benus, I'm sure you will find it. If you want to follow me on the old Twitch, go to um, twitch.tv slash Biggest Benus. The Swapping Joysticks account. Make sure you follow us there on Twitter. We are Swap Joysticks on there because Swapping Joysticks is too long, apparently. Um, so, yeah, Swap Joysticks on there. And yeah, if you also subscribe to youtube.com slash biggestbenis, that's where we're going to be putting all our Swapping Joysticks content, including videos and podcasts and everything else. So yeah, thank you very much for watching. Listening. We're listening. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> it's because I say that at the end of a stream. So when it's at the end of a stream, I just automatically say that. We're not live, Ben. We're not live, no. Uh, well, you're live here for me. Right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be back. Uh, well, we're both going to be back next week there will be an inbox there will be an inbox yes we're not recording it tonight no uh, but, but we there will, will be an inbox there will be an inbox on friday morning as always and then yeah next week's uh, swapping joysticks podcast will probably be one day or two days late for good reason yes enjoy vega said thanks i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna come back with a cuddly moogle i hope i good for you enjoy do you want to say goodbye bye Oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We're over that now. <laughs>